Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s skit, episode 300, take 15, and action. Action! Brad, where the hell are you? Uh, I'm over here. I'm over here. Who said you could take a bathroom break during this skit? Oh, God, Jesus. The least you could have done is actually used a bathroom. Well, I, I'm sorry. This character I'm playing, it's, it's, well, it's a little complicated. What is so difficult? Just play it like I wrote it. You're a Brazilian transsexual who is putting herself through medical school as a prostitute who's into bird calls, diaper play, and roller skating. I don't see what's so complicated about that. Okay, okay. Just give me five minutes to collect myself, okay? I'll, I'll do it, all right? Five minutes, and here's a mop. There's only one person that can help me now. Hey, hey, it's Brad. Brad in L.A., remember? L.A., nice and shallow? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice and all. you, you got to help me. He's, he's gone berserk. He's mad with power. Spearsy. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to call him Savage Steve Spearsy now. All he wants to do is direct the ultimate skit. We're on the 10th rewrite. But you must have some idea what I can do to bring him back to his mopey self. I've tried everything. Blasting the cure, leaving bags of rum on his desk... Leaving him fake phone calls from Lasagna Girl? Nothing works. No, not Wild Turkey Ice Pops again. I already tried that. He just ate them and dry heaved. Brad, what the hell are you doing? You're due on set, like, right now. I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Spears. Or, or can I call you Savage? Call me, sir, goddammit. And you better mind your P's and Q's. Here, here, someone wants to talk to you. You were on the phone during rehearsal? Just, just talk to him. Fine. <clears throat> Hello. My first love, Spearsy, your every breath that I take. Oh, no. No, it can't be. Daily. Come on, Spearsy, old man. I miss you. I'm back, baby. I miss those hairy knuckles. I miss your baloney boat musk. I miss that one time when you did a little dance and pulled your shorts aside and showed me your little smoky. Listen, listen to my voice. I know, I know, I know this much is true, Spearsy. It's beautiful. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, finally... We reach an epic milestone. Episode 300. I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joe. Honey, can you hear me? There's nothing wrong with having friends over. Just use your best judgment. We trust you. I'm not drunk as a skunk, but I ought to be. And with me to help celebrate this big moment, my good friend, our good friend, Brad in L.A. 
Hey, Steve, 300. We got this thing. <laughs> we don't got it yet. But luckily, because this show's such a biggie, and I mean, uh, the 100, 200, 300 shows only come around every once, uh, what, every three years or so, we've brought back, and uh, wait a minute, can I be reading this right? It's Times Pop Music critic Sean Daly. Out with the content, baby, and in with the fluffery and shenanigans. <laughs> I, you know what? I never thought this would happen. I never thought it would happen. Sean, my old friend and bitter nemesis. We'll, we'll give you a little backstory. Brad called me and said, hey, can you record like a 20-minute thing about how awesome Spears he is? And I probably said, F you. <laughs> that wasn't quite what I asked. No, it was, it was call me and, 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 and trumpet and rave about Spears. And I'm like, what the hell is that all about? That show is me, damn it. No, I didn't say that. But then we, we came to a peaceful accord, and, and, and I thought about Spears and our caressing in the time we lived together for what felt like three years. And often I saw his, his, his genitals. I saw his genitals a lot, and I, but as a friend, and I miss them, and it's great to be back. <laughs> I, used to, I used to know off the top of There's my head. that has never been put together yeah, in yeah. the never, sh- never I sh- saw his genitals <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you later. Good luck. <laughs> So it's been about a year since uh, Daly and I last sat down in the uh, Times studio on the uh, third or fourth floor of the St. Pete Times building in downtown St. Petersburg and recorded what we thought would be the last uh, studio podcast of Stuck in Hades. And everybody has emailed since and asked what's Sean up to these days. So Sean, let us know what, what have you been up to for the last year? First of all, seriously, my good man, did you cry at that last one? I forget. Did we cry? Did we hug? Uh, did, I... did you at least give me a reach around? <laughs> I can't remember. Can I say that now? Are you guys like Howard Stern? Like now you're on like um, like Sirius or something like that. You can swear now. Can I drop that bomb? <laughs> We're working towards the bleep that, button. But can I finally that. can I finally unleash my Marty U tirade? <laughs> um, so uh, what have I been up to? Well, of course, you know I've been doing uh, my podcast about cats. Meow meow. The meow meow mix, and uh, that's really really popular. And uh, I spend a lot of time at the Tampa Bay Times just kind of gazing at the Spearsy's old cube. Sometimes I can see your aura still, and it's almost like uh, interstellar funion dust around your form, you know? <laughs> and you'll smile and you'll wink at me, and you'll, I-, I know everything's going to be okay. No, I'm still doing the same show I was doing a year and a half ago. I'm going nowhere without this podcast. That's sad. I don't believe that for a second, Sean. No, I, come back to me. Come back to me, Spearsy. <laughs> Baby, come to me, so, so, Sean, is it true you're not just the pop music critic now? Now you're like the pop everything, the pop culture critic. Aren't you doing TV uh, now, too? I am doing TV. This is, you guys are so somber and serious. Um, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of everything, you know? The... You know, Bradley, the, the, the Bradford Bradley, I'm not quite sure what the long version of your name is. Um, you know, the newspaper business is changing a bit, and I'm changing with it. No. I'm trying to adapt. I'm trying to adapt. Change. So I, uh, I, I do all sorts of things. I'm, I'm a jack of all trades. Cool. I'm a, just a jackass. <laughs> I'm a jackass of all trades. Are we still recording? <laughs> Are you guys not actually recording this? You just got to throw me a bone. Someone said, hey, Sean's really depressing. Steve, can you fake a podcast? Is this like the Slugger's Wife? Are you pulling a Slugger's Wife on me right now? Oh, we never did get to do our Slugger's Wife podcast. <laughs> no, but we, oh, man, we never did our Michael Keaton podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah. We did that one. Um, <laughs> all right. Somebody take over the show. Okay, somebody take over so the here's, show. Here's the idea. So, now we thought for long and hard about... Um, how are we going to uh, celebrate 300 shows? 
Um, Jesus, 300 shows. That's unbelievable. It's only been 25, 25 shows since, since Sean and I last recorded. We only got 25 done in the last year. Um, yeah. But, so for show 100, I think we did our favorite stories uh, and interviews. For show 200, I think it was just – it was remember, it was me. Top episodes. Top episodes. Because I think I recorded an intro. For yeah, you one, did. Like a, and that was fun. Red Scare. And we all, uh, we all got drunk at the Spears Lair and recorded that. Show 300, we thought we'd be a little self-indulgent, and we're going to celebrate something that I know Sean and I had, had, a, had a lot of fun with over the years, and, and I know Brad's caught on and, and loves doing them too. So today we're going to celebrate the skits of Stuck in the 80s history. So we're gonna, we've recorded probably maybe 50 of them through the years. Let me ask you guys, are, are, are all the old listeners still around? You can see how, like Dim and uh, and uh, Marissa and all these sorts of people. They still have, have people hung in there. I think Dim is still there. I don't think Marissa's around anymore. Who are some of the new crazy zany names? Kevin Wench. He's still around. He's still right? around. Kevin Wench is around. Yeah. Um, God, there's some there's some see. people. Some Robert Jordan. Yeah. There's... Didn't Robert Jordan put together the the skit clip reel? Yeah, for yeah, us? he did. I think Robert Jordan badmouths me every now and then. I might get a note <laughs> from him, like ripping into me. How about uh, Basno? Is Basno still Base around? Basno's still around. Yeah, Basno's still Jesus. around. Jesus. Wow, it's amazing. I can't believe it. honestly feels like it's been years since I've done this. You guys have been uh, putting out a tremendous product, uh, and, 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 and I respect you. And I'm just here as like, I'm like the gazoo. I'm like the great gazoo. Hello, Fred. Hello, Susie. Hello, Brad. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm you just, floating in a little green sauce. Yeah, I, I bet you are, you sick bastard. So let's let's go back in time and explain how skits came about. Skits started because we had episodes that we felt were too difficult to introduce with just a single song. And the idea came around that we, we we're going to have to find some more clever way of introducing this, this show topic without just playing uh, Freeze Frame by Jake Giles Band or something like that. That's a great song. So uh, we never did do that show either. But um, so... If you go back, way, way back uh, to 2006, you start to hear some of the very first um, like half skits and stuff like that where we're, we're goofing around, but it's not a full-on skit. But anyway, so for today's purposes, we've picked uh, our top 10. We'll play them for you, and we'll, uh, we'll tell you some of the secrets behind them, like how we came up with them um, and stuff like that. And hopefully you won't be too bored. I know Sean. We used to have people who hated the uh, skits. Remember? They either hated them. I used to. We, no, we, I thought well, I sat right next to you, and once you're like, "Oh, uh, I forget what the hell their names were." You know, <laughs> Gary and Gilroy hates our skits. I'm like, who cares? We're geniuses. I loved doing skits. I mean, I used. To, I loved the skits. Too. We used to spend so much energy on those that by the time we started the show, we had nothing left. Yeah, I like I, my, all, all my skit. <laughs> My skit readings. My voice is always like high pitched. Spearsy, Spearsy, we're on a road trip. I always felt like I was like manipulating my bathing suit area, you know? <laughs> hey, it was always that same pitch in my voice. Spearsy. I don't know why I have a New York accent that, hey, Spearsy, you need a newspaper and a hot dog? I don't think you ever did that one. Sorry, I, I'm rough. I'm rough. about it. Sugger's wife. You guys are totally Sugger's wife to me right now. I'm like Lil Keith. I got hit in the head with a baseball. You're trying to make me feel better. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Here's our top 10 skits from Stuck in the 80s history. Initiate countdown. Number 10.
I'll never forget that summer in Cocoa Beach. Steve and I frolicking in the surf, glorious in our matching green Speedos. Our man boobs, well-oiled and glistening in the sun. No, no, no. Sean, that's enough. Our very first skit ever from episode 56, September 8th, 2006. What do you guys remember it? You want to remember that? I remember it well. Homoerotic straight out, straight out of the gate. You and I um, indulged in lots of uh, <laughs> verbal man love, you know, and uh, which is ironic, you know, because there was a, there was a tension between Spearsy and Daly, you know, but uh, but yeah, we always uh, we always took it a little bit too far immediately, immediately. I think people around us thought we were serious sometimes. Really? I don't know. It just it's weird. Um. Uh, it is strange, you know. And then when we bring in, well, I don't want to give away all our, our, our secrets. I don't want. I don't want to bust out all the hits immediately. Like when you go see Night Ranger, you know they parse them out. <laughs> not, <laughs> hey, the secret. The secret of my success. <laughs> <laughs> I need a map because I'm looking for another place called Sentimental Street. What time is it? My watch is broken. Uh, it must be four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> why, why we why we sing it like Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh? Anyway, I love that one. Man boobs, my uh, latent lust for Spears. Awesome skit, amazing. Right out of the gate, screw Gary and Gilroy with his letters and his, and his invective and vitriol. I actually love Gary and Gilroy, but you know, I couldn't think of any other names. I'm sure he'll come yeah. back at us. Um, is Kathy in this episode? But she's not in the skit. Did she not? She's not in many skits. Does she just boycott him? Gosh, you know, I don't think she's in any skits. Really? She must be in something. I didn't hear her in any of these. I don't think I listened to every skit that I thought we had, and I don't remember her being in any. So <laughs> she just she doesn't do readings with you guys. Um, for for the most part, we had um when we had females, we brought in um either Stephanie Hayes. Yeah, Stephanie Hayes shows up a lot. Or we brought in uh, Lauren, Lauren Clark. Lauren Clark. Um, sometimes you'll hear. Did a certain VGF season one? Um, yeah. Not one that you'll hear today. <laughs> there was. Um, By the way, I've already drawn on my show notes. I've already drawn like six penises. That's good. <laughs> Sharon Wynn was uh, in another couple. You'll be auctioning that off yeah. for charity, Sean. <laughs> I will be. Or maybe I'll, you know, I'll Instagram some of these. Actually, it could kind of say this one looks like a mushroom with eyes. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I love it. Tinkle. Oh, come on, Brad. Oh, Steve, let me look at you. Oh, Marty, he's gotten his boobies. What? <laughs> I better go get my magnifying. Jesus Christ, those are huge. And they are so perky. I can't believe my co-hosts actually felt me up. 
The Very Disturbing 16 Candles skit from episode 279, January 23rd, 2013. Wow. Wow, Marty Yu. Uh, let me see. Marty Yu is the fun- Haven't I always said this? The funniest man in America. The funniest man in America, Marty Yu. Marty Yu cut me loose, though. I never even talked to Marty Yu anymore. No, nobody ever checked in on me. Hey, how you doing, Sean? We missed you. No one said a damn thing to me. All I saw were these, these like, people putting Brad on their shoulders, like he was the returning, conquering war hero. <clears throat> That's funny. I don't, I don't remember it that way. Yeah, war hero, damn it. I said it. <laughs> Trust me, we got a lot of emails over the last year. People asking about you. Don't. No, screw you, Spears. You didn't forward a damn one to me. You made me feel little and small. Show over. <laughs> um, uh, what what would, Brad, Brad, did Ooh. you write this one? You wrote sixteen. I mean, it's basically. If I'm taking writer's credit for this, it's definitely plagiarism. It's basically just lifted right from. <laughs> 16 Candles, and Steve is Samantha, and Marty and I are his grandparents, and we feel him up. And, and Marty sounds like he's talking from a bathroom because... Because he is, I think. He might very well be. And I think this is like, yeah. this is um, our fourth podcast after we moved to Orlando, and I think it was like the first time we did a show where we thought, oh, we really kind of are starting to get yeah, our bearings. This is, this is a good show. Uh, Marty was a good ad. And it just, I don't know, it helped it, it helped to flow. We, it, it's hard to have, I don't know, Sean, it's probably easier for you guys to play off each other when you're sitting in the same room. It's hard to oh do it Oh, my God. Phone. And yet. to do it on the phone. And yet, even though I'm on the phone right now, I still want to smash Spearsy's fast face. <laughs> I can still see it there, smiling at me, smirking. You know, it's funny, there's a. I just want to smile at throwing cups at his face. <laughs> you bounce <laughs> off the glass and you mock me. Right next to my desk right now where I'm recording, there is a window. And for some stupid reason out of habit for doing it for seven years, I still stare out the window like you're going to be on the other side. Oh, oh my God. I actually started to well up a little bit. Instead of the two. So uh, moment of honesty here in podcast number 300, yeah. Boys and Girls. Instead it's, I, can't, I can't deal with this, this fierce, this warmth. It's, You've changed in Orlando. By the way, my, I think my favorite, one of my favorite skits uh, is coming up next. Okay. I think this is way. This should be higher. I'm already uh, issuing a formal protest that this one should be higher. Here we go. Number eight. Oh yeah, this is gonna be sweet. Heading back to the Spears Lair to talk about the best movie scores of the 1980s. Hey Spearsy, what are you doing? Oh man, I love the natural Randy Newman. Yeah, yeah, wait for this. Roy Hobbs can hit the ball. What are you doing? No, no, shh, shh. Dude, dude, that's a classic. It's Roy like Hobbs, also bangling clothes. Dude, burning it. Roy Hobbs, now he has a kid he never knew he had. What? what? Dude, these are movie scores. They don't have lyrics. But the lyrics make everything better, Sean. Dude, really, you can't. No, we're not going to do this show if you're going to. No, look, I'll prove it. Here. Rob Lowe, he did not rape that girl. Rob Lowe, he just wanted to play saxophone. All right, no, 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 no. Not only are you smearing the good name of David Foster, who wrote the music to St. Elmo's Fire, you're condoning assault and battery. St. Elmo's Fire is not about assault and battery. It's about ascent into adulthood. What are you talking about? The Jeep was rocking. She was trying to get away. Look, I've got one closing argument. It's going to settle everything. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. 
Indiana, he wears a hat. Stop, Stop Indiana. And a bull whip too. Indiana, I'm I'm gonna kick your he's Harrison Ford. And he fights and he drinks and he hates Nazis more. Ow! You slapped yeah, me! You deserved it! It's John Williams! John Williams would have wanted lyrics to no, go with he it. Didn't. I'm pretty sure that there's a, another version on the internet that has the words on it. Indiana and the Temple of Doom. You slap me again! I hit you in the mouth in the second try. It. Say it. Say Indiana. I'm Sing telling again. you, the Sing 80s, 80s are always about lyrics. Add lyrics. Ow! You, I can't believe. Son of a bitch. How'd you like a Rubik's Cube upside the head? I'm gonna shove this Monchichi up your ass. Do it, buddy. And my Pee Wee doll over there is going on another big adventure. Bring it, Tone Deaf. You ready for this, my friend? Dude, don't you dare throw that wild turkey bottle at me. I got lots more for you. How about this? A stack of Spando Ballet albums. Who the hell has a stack of Spando Ballet albums? Oh, I know this much is true. These are gonna hurt, Funyun boy. Your taste in music sucks, and so does your aim, pork chop. Oh, Indiana. Ow! Episode 192, March 4th, 2010. This is from the top 10 movie scores of the 80s with uh, guest host Steve Persaw. And I have almost no recollection of this skit whatsoever. <laughs> so funny. Come on, your writing is great in here. You know what's funny? Like, you and I would also, uh, a lot of times we go into the studio and we just we have a kernel of an idea and then we just kind of riff back and forth and we're like, okay, let's go with it. Or, I mean, sometimes you'd have a show notes, but we'd really like tweak it while we were in there. But another thing that made us good, not to navel gaze too much, and Brad, you can totally bust our balls on this, but another thing that made Spirit and I pretty good comedy writers, I think, is that we did a lot of stuff for the times together, right, Steve? Yeah. Like we did our electronic conversations and so we'd kind of, uh, you know, we'd run them in the paper and run them online and we'd kind yeah, of go and back and forth. And that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, you can't have any sort of filter when you're writing this shit. You know, you can't have any sort of, uh, uh, you know, um, hesitation or anything. You just kind of throw ideas out there. You know, and then if something makes your buddy laugh, you're like, all right, we'll go with that. And if it yeah, stinks, well, you, then just move on, yeah. you know. Not to be too navel-gazing, <laughs> but I mean, I, there, was some re- there was some really good writing, and that was like, this is Spears. This yeah. is all Spears right this here. Was like, this was like, <laughs> I think as far as navel-gazing goes, that's pretty much what this episode is. So. That's all that's right. Okay. And it's appropriate that I'm back. Uh, it's appropriate that I'm back for all navel-gazing, absolutely zero content. I, I, here's, here's what I remember this one. I, and this one was picked for the top ten because, believe it or not, like we probably got a dozen or two dozen emails from fans saying, we want this one. What I remember is that we used a lot of sound effects for the first time, the slapping sound. We, we discovered that. And we just thought it was hilarious, and so we just kept using it over and over and over again. Um, the uh, the sound of the doors opening, the, the whole Sean walking up to the lair, how always on the, oh, the gravelly uh, the gravelly walk to the to the staircase to the to the Spears lair, and and then I remember recording the lines uh, as I was singing it, but not hearing the music in the background, so they don't match up. <laughs> Which is all the better. Rob, no, he did not rip that girl. That's good. That's the best one. So, yeah, I, I don't remember uh, much. I, I really, when, when people were talking about it, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I had to go back and listen to it and and hear it for what it sounded like the first time. And seriously, didn't it make you a better um, producer, too, producing these skits? What's harder, to do a skit or do the uh, do the show itself? It's harder to do the skit, but it's more fun to do a skit. I, I would spend um, 
back in the heyday when I used to have a whole lot of time to spend editing a show, I would spend like two hours editing a skit, which is 90 seconds. And then the whole rest of the show I'd spend another three hours on. These days we try to like we try to pare it down a little bit, but <laughs> a little bit. But well, what do you guys come in at? You still love the uh, there, shows are still about an hour. Yeah. yeah, people love the longer ones. They want to you know ride home and spend a little time with us. You know, <laughs> does Chase still listen? Chase Squire is he a big fan? Still? I think he still listens. We don't hear from him as much. Yeah, I see he comments on stuff on Facebook, but I haven't heard him give us much of uh, back the show. He was like, "I can't believe you guys did a show on Scrooge. I know why you love it." <laughs> He'll comment on the fact that we did a show, not not the content of it. Okay, marching on. Number seven. Oh man, I can't believe Spears it through my phone in this lake. We're watching Purple Rain. I said it sucked. And he throws my BlackBerry out the window. Yeah, you on your balcony. Get your fat ass down here and help me find my phone. <laughs> Nope. Want to know why? Why? Because you wouldn't pass the initiation. What are you talking about? What initiation? Get down here! Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is not Purple Rain, and you are not Prince, and this is not Lake Minnetonka. It's Lake Itopia and your crummy development. Your lips would make a lollipop too happy. Dude, what are you talking about? Take off the robe, get off that bike, what do you want, a BMX bike? It's not a motorcycle. Oh, man, you know what? I'm not doing the podcast this week. I'm not doing the podcast week. And because you're such a dildo and you're not Prince, we're starting out with a crummy Madonna song. You ready? Yeah, take this. Ah, the famous Prince skit from episode 173, July 31st, 2009. What are you, a BMX bike? That's not a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a great line. I think this was, my, my recollection is that this was totally Sean's idea. Yeah, yeah, I did like that idea of you in the uh, <laughs> purple. Again, very vaguely, <laughs> or maybe not so vaguely, homoerotic. Uh, maybe it's hard for me to take a good long look in the mirror, you know? Uh, naked, of course. But no, this is like, yeah, this is another one of my favorites. In fact, when you guys pitched this idea that it was going to be about the skits, this is probably the first one that came to mind. This and the and one that's coming up. <clears throat> yeah, I love the Prince one. That's great. And anytime Spearsy um, would be in not so much Spearsy character, but, in, but another character, like some sort of delusion, like he had gone insane, you know, and now he thought he was Prince, you know, which also plays into the whole fact that Spearsy, let's be honest, was always more stuck in the 80s than maybe I was, you know? No. Uh, no. Shut up. Um, so, but yeah, again, total staring deep into my navel, but that is, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of those ones where we literally, um, we went into the studio with a kernel of an idea, and, and just it was just Sean riffing lines for, for 15 or 20 minutes, like... That's not a that's not a motorcycle, or you know, that's not. You're wearing a purple bathrobe, you know. You're doing this, you're doing that, and, and I, I I was never a huge fan of these because I never liked I, my fake voices. I always think are so bad. No, they're great. Well, your German accent is legendary, and it might be the only time you ever call me a dildo on a show. <laughs> yeah, I saved that for the special moments. Uh, speaking of special moments, this is definitely one of the landmark skits coming up. Here we go. Number six. Come on, come on, just do it. No, dude, it's creepy. No, it's fun. How come I always have to play that part? Just this one last time. All right, fine, fine. Are you ready? Hello, Pete Mitchell. 
I heard the best of the best are going to be back here. So, uh... This could be complicated. You know, on the first one, I crashed and burned. And the second? I don't know, but it's looking good so far. All right, all right. What is going on in here? Who are you? I'm Commander Jeff Johnston, the public works officer at the U.S. Naval Base Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Jeff? I I thought you were stuck in Cuba. Gentlemen, I go wherever the American way of life is threatened. And watching you two doughy buffoons stumble through that scene shakes this country to its very core. Um, so you want to do it again? Yeah, why not? The Red Scare Skit, episode 136, August 5th, 2008, featuring Jeff in Cuba. Amazing. Yeah, you know, Jeff in Cuba, I remember we recorded that, I think, on a Saturday or a Sunday. Saturday. And I remember I was vastly hungover, and it was one of the rare Saturday recording sessions, but Jeff was, you know, in town. I remember coming in here. And uh, I wasn't sure because there was a lot of personality in the studio, you know. And Jeff is, uh, Jeff's a really, you know, obviously bright, garrulous fellow. And uh, I just remember, yeah, like not sure how the chemistry was going to work, you know. But I remember it did. I remember being really pleasantly surprised after the show. But he had like tons, I mean, a whole like yellow uh, legal pad of stuff written down, you know. And I think I came in with like, a, you know, half a bag of onions and that was my preparation, you know. And he had, and he had all this stuff. Uh, really like handwritten out and all the singers. So, uh, but it was good. It was good. It was a good show. I, I, what I remember about it was that we we wrote the skit. I don't think he liked it. I think he he didn't understand where we were going with it. And so he came in and had rewritten his lines and then wanted to improv some. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just record it and see what happens. I remember when we were finished, going, oh no, I don't know what to do with this, and because it just was so unorganized. And um, but it used like every single sound effect that we had. The the crickets, the door slamming, <laughs> and then and then the, and then why? And I think Sean and I joke about this in the future skit. <laughs> why are we whispering? He's <laughs> <laughs> whispering. Always, hey, Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> because it's easier to act and act badly when you're whispering than because that's some sort of uh, emotion or affectation, you know. Yeah. Spears, what are you doing? Hey, Spears. <laughs> You know? Why are you whispering? We're hauling ass down a highway, but I'm still whispering. We did it all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeff remembers this skit very well, too, and he has sent us his own message with his oh, recollections no. of the oh, show. Nice. <laughs> so stay tuned. Here is Jeff in Cuba. Ah, uh, yes. Episode 136, The Red Scare Podcast. It was a topic Steve and I had been kicking around for a while, and when I ended up in Florida for a conference, it was too good an opportunity to pass up. But while I knew the subject we would be covering, I had no inkling about the skit that would open the episode. And it soon became apparent that no one else did either. To say that it was an improvised performance would be an enormous understatement. It had all the planning and forethought one associates with blinking. Steve's explanation was along the lines of, we're going to say some stuff from Top Gun, and then you interrupt us and say something, and we'll be all surprised. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. His actual instructions weren't nearly so detailed. 
I remember when I heard the actual episode weeks later, I was shocked at the skit's tone. It was decidedly edgy, and not in a fun Louis C.K. sort of way, but in a creepy David Lynch sort of way. We recorded it in an antiseptic studio, with Sean and I behind our respective microphones, and Steve behind the glass in an adjacent control room. So the whole thing seemed harmless and silly. But hearing it again in the privacy of my own earbuds was a completely different matter. The hushed conspiratorial tenor of the initial conversation. Steve's bizarre choice to read Tom Cruise in a Ron Burgundy baritone. Sean's much more accurate reading of Kelly McGillis in what is essentially his normal voice, as opposed to the Linda Fiorentino he drops later in the podcast, which is full-up pre-op tranny. And then the silence and crickets at the end of my speech. It's all very evocative. To this day, when I hear it, I have to force myself to remember that I was sitting in a St. Petersburg office building and did not, in fact, stumble upon an awkward, plus-sized, homoerotic role-play session. Honestly, I, I, I didn't. Really. Anyway, my life has taken me around the world in the five years since that podcast, but I'll always have the memory of that opening skit. At least that's what my therapist tells me, because he's tried everything, and that memory is not budging. So congratulations on the 300th episode, and there's surely more to come. How do I know? Because I'm Jeff in Cuba, and I'm over here in the corner, quietly rocking back and forth. It was all pretend. It was all pretend. It was all pretend. There he is, Jeff in Cuba. I love that guy. Now, is he still Jeff in Cuba in Germany? No. No, he's now Jeff in South Carolina, I think. Jeff in, Jeff in Cuba in Germany and South Carolina? Yeah. And, you know, those military guys, they move around. Yeah, he's on the military. Yeah. He's civilian now. Oh, is he? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. He retired. Um, I think when he left Damn, son. when he left Cuba, he, he retired in Cuba. Huh. So uh, Good for him. But uh, no, he's still he's still around. He, hopefully, we'll hear some more from him in 2014. And uh, but it's great that he has the same sort of memories of that day that we did. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I think you know it's funny because when when you know, it was kind of an honor when these guys would come into the studio. I remember Bass Note coming in and being pretty giddy, you know. And Jeff and Cuba too. And for us, you know, we just roll in there and do our thing. But it was kind of nice. These are people who listen to our show a lot. Like Brad, maybe you had. I don't know, maybe the same experience that uh, you, know, you listen to this so much, and then all of a sudden when your voice is part of it, I'm sure that was kind of weird. It's very peculiar. Yeah. I mean, I, I just realized, Sean, it's funny you say this, it's a little meta. Here's some navel-gazing. I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I'm realizing I'm not really participating in this conversation. I'm just listening to you guys have, have the conversation. I'm like, this is like old times, except now when Sean says bad things about me, I can jump on the mic. <laughs> hey, man, that ain't cool, bro. That's funny. That's right. I used to provoke you, didn't I? It was almost as if I had a crystal ball, and I could see the future of you usurping me. I you slide, sliding... I'm just sliding into my slot, so to speak. I, I did not use it. No one can replace Sean. Every now and then, I'll text back and forth. We'll say jokes from the show. And the other day, uh, one of us said the words ninja slit. <laughs> I swear to Christ, I laughed like four straight days. What was ninja slit from? I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, it took me forever to remember what baloney was from. <laughs> Baloney. Hey. Baloney. That's right. Funny. Here's the next uh, skit on our top ten list of skits from Stuck in the history. Number five. Man, I can't believe it. One last trip to the lair. Never thought I'd say those words. 
What a world. Hello? Spearsy? It's Daly. Don't leave me hanging, bro. If I walk in there and you're hanging from the rafters like an officer and a gentleman, I'm really going to be pissed. Great, mopey music. All we're missing now is little Smokies and a corpse. Well, hi there, big boy. Oh, God. Kill me now. Kill me now. Kill me now. Did you say tickle me now? <laughs> I sure hope so. Oh, looky. You have less hair under your arms than I do. <laughs> Stop it. Where's Spearsy? I thought we were going to have a party or do a podcast or something. Some big farewell. He left for Orlando already, but I rented his old place. Here, let me change the record. You rented the lair? That's sacrilege! You're killing all our memories! Aw, don't be that way, sweetie. Stuck in the 80s can continue with just me and you. Look, I've even been practicing his old intro. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. There appears to be some sort of Adam's apple in the way. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your new host, Stephanie Spears. Hey, hey, hey. <coughs> let's just play a happier tune. You mean our very first tune? Mm, would that make you feel better? A little, I guess. Oh, how sad. That's the last uh, skit that we did in the studio from episode 275 <laughs> uh, back in October 23rd, 2012. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good we stuff. Combined, oh, we combined all our tricks. We ha- it had to be one last trip to the lair. I used the same sound effect I always used. <laughs> the crunching gravel? What is that? Is it like somebody eating, like, uh, kick cereal it's or something like that? What is no, that? I just some sound effect I found away, but I slowed it down. Because I would figure if it's your last trip that you'd be like dragging your feet. So I thought I should slow it down. God, people so probably don't even pick up on no that. No one does. Yeah, people that, probably... That's the kind of stuff where you pile all that in there and nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> but if you listen, it's slower. And then, and then um, Sean's uh, reference to Officer and Gentleman, the shower hanging thing, gets me. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear that one. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to, I used to love sitting here um, at, at work and then Spears, you know, we, how long do we uh, sit next to each other? A couple of years probably. And we do we do a show, then he'd come down. We had to be kind of covert about it. Like people knew we were doing stuck in the eighties, but no one really talked about it out loud. You know, don't ask, don't tell. And um, but Spears would do the skits first, and he'd be like, "Hey, I'm almost done for the skit with the skit." So I'd come over there, you'd hand the uh, the uh, the cans over, the headphones, and I'd listen to it. Oh my god! And I would roar. I would roar. I mean, because almost nine times out of ten. They were brilliant, and they were—they're just amazing to hear. And that would pump you up to do the rest of the show. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I needed most of the time. Wow, yeah, that and a shot of wild turkey. Well, and as fate would have it, uh, we also had a special message from this for this podcast. So let me hit the play button, and we'll hear our special guest. Hi, Steve. Hi, guys. Happy 300th. I hope you have a ball. Speaking of balls, <laughs> sorry, gents. I have something stuck in my throat. 
Unfortunately, it's not you, Steve. Okay, okay. I'm not going to play the rest of that message if that's okay. With wow. wow. You're going to listen to that one alone later. I haven't heard I haven't heard that voice that that that, that uh young uh, person in a long time. It's good to hear. It's good to hear again. It really did Always throw funny. You, it really does throw the voice out though, doesn't it? To do it for more than a couple seconds. Sure, you would do the voice sometimes, right? Yeah. Didn't you do it? Uh, actually, it was pretty much me at the end. Yeah, it was you at the end. But I think uh, one time Brad and Drew did it, and it was really. Good. Oh, really? Drew does a very oh, he nice. Does it really good? Yeah. He does a very nice. Yeah. So hi guys. He dropped a whole risky business line on it at a time. That's what all the white guys at the lake want. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. Home stretch here, number four. Number four. Oh, man. Another long weekend at the office. Thank God this weekend it's just me, my wild turkey, and Nick the cat. Oh, please don't tell me my neighbors are having a party. Hey, hey, Ruby. Welcome home. Daily, what the hell are you doing here? Baby, I'm living here now. All I need is Spearsy's couch. Spearsy's booze and Spearsy's cat. Come here, Axel. Come here, baby Axel. Axel? That's not his name. His name is Nick. Come here, Nick. The cat doesn't like you at all. Come here, Axel. Okay, so you have my couch and my cat. Can we at least change the music? Sure, sure. We can turn it off. In fact, let's watch some TV. E.T. Yes! Welcome to hell! Don't worry, only be here a few months! Come here, give me a hug! Ah, memories. This is uh, uh, When Daily Comes to Live at the Lair, episode 214, October 22nd, 2010. You know, I was only in there, I think it was about five weeks. And I was going through a major, major, uh, obviously, a, a life change, you know. And uh, But I came in there, I slept on the couch, and we got a lot of material from that. We got Sleepy Sleepy, and people think that we're, we're like, uh, embellishing or enhancing the things that Spearsy would say to me living in that apartment. <laughs> but Sleepy Sleepy one night was genuine. He was about an inch from my face. It almost went down. He He did... Do a little dance, a cute little dance, and pull aside his University of Florida shorts and show me his wang. And then in the morning, he's like, I don't want to be that guy. And every morning, my alarm clock would be, dry heaving. And me, like, jerking, like, what the? I'm like, Steve, you all right? And then you didn't really want to talk about it. And so we just, the dry heaves would just be like anything, like a bird singing outside. You just, you know, you just kind of enjoy it and not really make (laughs) reference to it. It's like the trash man coming in. Didn't we use that story as a uh, stuck and stuck in the eighties segment yeah, last yeah. year? The dry heap story. I think we did. Um, it just keeps. Oh God, getting... that was funny. Jesus, you still dry heap spirits? Not as much. I think it's boiled down to if you drink too much wild turkey and diet coke the night before. Yeah, it just creates too much phlegm in the stomach or something. I don't know. But uh, every once in a while, it kicks in. You, your other special sound effect you always used to do was um, uh, the sound of my snoring, which you said it sounded like I was gargling golf balls. <laughs> I don't remember that impression. I don't. You did. We did it one night when we went to Taco Bell, oh, and we got like the the, the twelve pack of tacos or gorditas. Jesus. 
Yeah, I was checking. I was checking in. I was checking in about two forty back then. Yeah, I was, my diet was not good. My diet was not good. It was fun days though. Man, those are good times. I think they were. <laughs> but in retrospect, they were good. But your couch was like that kind of pleather couch, and I'd wake up sticking to it and sweating. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I was just like drenched in sweat. You know who's got that? Kill yourself off of it. The, the couch now is gone. Uh, Bad Andy has the couches now. No, where is Bad Andy? He still lives uh, over in the, in the same complex as the lair. Oh, I miss Bad Andy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, hey, yeah. Brad, I have to ask you, when, when this whole thing was going down with um, Daily Living With Me, and we were like basically chronicling it on the podcast, what were you thinking at the time? It was good radio. I was glad to see you were open in your house to your friend. You kind of do wonder like how much of this is just getting played for laughs, but at the same time, you're like, well, look, Sean isn't. I'm trying to imagine myself. Well, what situation would I end up in if I was having to crash out at someone's house? And I'm like, oh, I feel bad for Sean. That sucks. Uh, you know, it's nice of them to mine it for laughs on my behalf. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's like, ah, what a good guy. He's letting his friend sleep on his couch for a while. And I'm thinking, if I'm Sean, I'm getting out of there as fast as I can. Well, the re- no, actually, I, Spears is the one who, who said that. He, you might have been the one who gave me the little goose because I'm like, well, I've been here three weeks. You're like, oh, it's five weeks. <laughs> so I, I, I knew it was probably time to uh, to vamoose. But yeah, like I look back on that as not as a, I'm a weird guy though. I mean, I think that's pretty much been established. And so talking about it on the show, like we're so twisted, you know. Like we, you know, you knew that it was going to be pretty good fodder. Yeah, you know, well, and, it was. and it's, it's like good radio. I mean, for all the all the the tough thing, you know, I, you know, I had kids and all this stuff. I mean, it was a, it was it was a tough situation. But you know, you're two guys living together. I mean, there is you know we're we're, we're you know middle aged or almost middle aged. I guess that was what God four or five years ago. Um, so there's also this kind of uh, Peter Pan thing going on. Yeah, you know, sure. we go out and we drink and. God, Spears would get up at like 5.36 in the morning sometimes. All of a sudden, I'd look at the TV and Crawl was on. <laughs> I would just kind of get up and start watching, you know. Jeez, those are good times, yeah. though. They yeah. were. The, the, the kind of Peter Pan thing, that did come through, and I think that's something that everyone's like, oh, gosh, that would be okay. The, the original idea at the time was that I was trying to buy a bigger condo and um, that had two bedrooms. It was a short sale, and it took forever. So when Sean first talked about the idea of moving in with me. I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. I got a whole separate bedroom. But it ended up being dragged out forever to the point that by the time I bought it, he, he had moved on. But uh, it, would have been, it would have been a lot more interesting if, if, if we both had stayed there for a longer period of time and been in more comfortable situations and we could have actually maybe recorded some shows from there. God, yeah. Do you, um, do you refer to your Orlando Mance as the Lair 3? No. <laughs> no. No. Actually, we we tried to give it a name. We tried to call it Spearsy Land, but uh, Child Protective Services wouldn't allow it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Okay, here we go. Top three. Number three. Ah, Daly and Spearsy on the open road. A summer road trip. Dude, hit the AC. Dude, just roll down the window. You don't have air conditioning, do you? Uh, Not really. I'm taking my shirt off. Dude, then. don't you dare take your shirt off. You look like Chewbacca. Oh, come on. Well, where are we going anyway? Where are we going? I, I don't Let me get the map. Dude, you're driving. And you're wrinkling all the central states. It's freedom, baby. Don't worry about it. Whatever you say, Clark Griswold, just point the family truckster north. Dude, 
if you quote one more 80s movie, I swear to God, I'm going to slap you. Don't get saucy with me, Benet. You know what? Let's just turn up the radio. That's the best idea you've had all day, my friend. Uh, this is my personal favorite. The summer movies and songs uh, from episode 128, May 31st, 2008. I love the give and take in this one. This is my favorite. It might be the best. It might be, have the best sound effects. It has the best lines, the best jokes. Yeah, my also, another default position besides my whispering was me, uh, the fake angry at Spearsy. Don't you dare take your shirt off. You like Chewbacca, you know? <laughs> Spearsy, don't you, you know, there's always that. That know? never gets old. Never, never. The um the only the only insider thing on this one is that um we recorded it and it just didn't there was a there was like a dead end right in the middle of the skit where it just didn't it didn't sing and there was a bad transition and usually during a a podcast when we hit one of those moments I'll throw a movie line in there to kind of help transition it but this time it was just like man it's just it's missing something so I ended up going back up to the studio by myself and recording the line don't get saucy with me Bernays. And inserting it in there at the last second. And if you listen real carefully, you can tell it's an inserted line. But it just it needed one more little tiny joke to make it good. And I can sit there and listen to this skit like 100 times in a row and still laugh every time. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's just great because it's uh, – and, and, you know, I think for a lot of people at the time, you know, the thought of you and I being stuck in a front seat and, 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 and driving cross-country, I mean, I think that's just inherently funny. And – I bet a lot of things that happened in the skit wouldn't have been so different than if that actually had happened, you know? <laughs> Did you guys ever travel other than the two um, Stuck in the 80s road trips? We drove to uh, Disney one time to see Captain EO. Oh, that's right. We did do that. We also competed in a VH1 special thing, the, the trivia, 80s trivia or something like that. World Series of Pop Culture. That's right. Is that all we did? I think so. I don't remember anything else. It would have been interesting to do an actual road trip somewhere. Well, I always wanted to do, you know, I always wanted to go record somewhere. In, in the Mazd? Oh, Jesus, the Mazd. I think, I think you guys in the Mazd would have been awesome. God, that thing, the, the air conditioners, oh my God, seriously, would have been miserable. I think I was in it once. We took, we took a lot of trips to Crazy Buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys still eat on the show? Mm, I don't think we have eaten on uh, I, I should be eating right now just to gross right. people out. I, I, for the first few episodes in Orlando, I was drinking on the show, which I never did in Tampa, obviously, because we were doing it during work hours. We were doing them late. When we first started a year ago, we were doing them like at you know, 10 o'clock your time. Right, and so I would have like a drink with me, and as the show went on, you could tell that it was starting to take its effect. But that's about the worst sin we've done. I, and we certainly borrowed the road trip model for a couple skits since Brad's been here. It, it always plays well. It's, such an, it's, an, easy, uh, it's an easy tool. Have you guys interviewed anyone yet? Uh, Nina Blackwood. And now, it's got to be hard because Spears, you know, when we, we would interview people, whether it's Colin Hay or, 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 or Brian Johnson or, you know, how we've had Kenny Loggins. Huey <laughs> Lewis? Yeah, Huey Lewis. Um, Spears and I would, would, would throw a hand up. We'd have six questions apiece, and then you you know would you throw a hand up, and then one would go, or another would go, or we'd have a funny comment or something. It's got to be tougher when you're like two people on the phone. There's a third, you know. We well, uh, we have a we have a chat window open, so we can kind of chat back and forth while they're talking. We've only done one interview together. Um, the other interviews that we've had this year, Steve has done kind of like you guys used to do, where you would you do a little intro, and then we'd play Steve and them for the 
interview and then yeah. we'd come back and wrap it up. The only one I participated in was Nina Blackwood and that was so awesome. <laughs> oh, I bet. Was she good? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was she was really sweet. It was, you know, she's like, "Oh, there are wildfires in LA. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm I'm fine. It's not about me. Thanks." Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And, but she has that husky voice though. Oh yeah. She sounds like Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> <laughs> three people three people just love my Brenda Vaccaro reference that's all I got here's another special skit that we did for somebody else um, so I'll give you the background on this one first we had gotten a um, email from a teacher high school teacher in Sykesville Maryland at South Carroll High School he was teaching a class on pop culture and he wanted us they had gotten to the 80s portion of things and they wanted us to um, sort of answer questions from the kids in the class on the podcast. So we um, we agreed, obviously, because we thought it was kind of a fun idea. And but we felt like it needed a special skit as well. So what we decided to do is, uh, well, I'm not going to give it away. Here's number two. Number two. Um, Sean, why are we sitting in a high school classroom? Did we drink too much wild turkey last night? I don't know, Spearsy, but something looks a little too familiar here. Hey there, Spearsy. I'm Molly Sherman. Are you new here? Did she just say... Oh, man, Molly Sherman. Buckle your seatbelt, Theodore Logan. I think we're reliving a day at my old school. Camp Hill High in Pennsylvania. Oh, man, why couldn't we have landed at a countryside high school? At least I had a mustache at my school. Screw your mustache. I blame this all on you. Last night's research session about high school in the 80s went way too late. The last thing I remember, you and I are in Speedos, we're drinking Bartles and James in your hot tub, and I'm falling asleep. You know, it must have been some sort of hot tub time machine. Ow! Seriously? That stupid movie? Don't make me hit you again. I'd probably get detention. Please take your seats. Wait, Mark Harmon taught English at your high school? No, no. No, no, no. I'm not going to sit here and have Mr. Shoop tear away my precious memories. The guy has funky nipples. I'm out of here, Spearsy. Sit down, Francis. Wait, did he call you Francis? Um, it's my middle name? Uh-huh. Okay, it's my real name, Francis Xavier Daly. Are you happy? Hey, Francis. You going to do the thriller dance for us again today? No. Wait a minute. You said it was Rob Raines who did that weird thriller dance. So I embellished a little, okay? What's important is that Molly Sherman still loves me. Love you? I already told you if you ask me out one more time, I'll dump another slush puppy down your pants. Oh, God. This is great. Who else from your past can we meet today? Hi, Francis. Holy hell, who's this? Oh, we haven't met yet. My name is Nathan. Nathan Diffenbaugh. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. Blue eyes are not bright. I start when they're shining on me. I'm, uh, at a loss for words. Find a happy place. Find a happy place. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Ah, yes, episode 236 from May 18th. 2011, and we find out that Sean's real name is Francis Xavier Daly. <laughs> um, that was a good one. That was a fun one. That's a good skit. It's a good skit. And uh, let me just give you guys a little tough luck. Good skit, terrible episode. Really? Terrible episode. Really? Wait, what? Oh, we answered their question. It's terrible episode? Good, yeah. it's- it's just not a good episode. Wow. That one, and the, that one and the one where you guys are asking each other quiz show questions. Oh, that's those stupid. Those are just lousy. Yeah, those, those are just lousy. We knew that were bad when we did it. 
Anyway, but this okay. is fantastic. But aren't they all, isn't it just like sex and pizza? There's just different degrees of grade, or was it really shitty, tough, hard to listen yeah, I, to? I mean, I'm sitting here telling you it wasn't any good. I've listened to it, obviously. Wow. I don't. Yeah, but we hear that sometimes. Like, people would. Um, People would love something, and then we hear somebody else like, "Oh, that that one didn't work for me." Uh, yeah. You know, it was it was, it was kind of. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say everyone was a gem. You know, I'm sure I'm sure those are dogs. And sometimes we'd look at each other. Hey, we'd be our toughest critic, right, Steve? Oh yeah. Like we'd look at each other like, "Oh, that sucked," and then we'd like we'd leave and we'd feel terrible and we're like, "Oh, that sucked," and we'd be mad at each other. And then you'd start producing it, and we would be like, "Oh, this is you know, it's actually better than I thought." And there'd be a couple funny lines, and we we turned a couple yeah. D's into a couple B's. But um, I I did not re-listen to this entire episode. I listened to the skit, and I listened to like the first five minutes of the show, and I thought it was funny. But I'm sure if I listened to the whole thing, I probably maybe I probably agree with Brad. Maybe it wasn't that good. But uh, I know other shows that people didn't like. Um, Back to the Future was one where people were like, you didn't even talk about Biff, you know, or something like that. Or, that's a oh, right, right, right. right. People know so much about that. And that's why we stopped for a, for a long time doing podcasts about just a single movie because it was just – it was impossible to please everybody. Yeah, I thought those were hard anyway. Like, because sometimes like, oh, you got to give a plot synopsis. And I just remember maybe it was Christmas Story. There were a couple episodes there where I remember leaving the, uh, the studio and being like, oh. You know, oh, we forgot this. We should have mentioned that. We're going to get crap for saying this. So Yeah, it was, it was tough. Those were really tough. It was, it was a lot easier to say, we're going to do our three favorite John Cusack movies. And, you know, where we had to yeah. talk about it for all of about four minutes. Your right. six favorite time travel movies. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. DeLoreans. Oh, my God. Is this it? Is this number one? Come yeah, so we're down to number one. Um, this obviously wasn't a scientific ranking, but this is the one um, that I think that we really hit a home run on. And I hope no one disagrees with me. Here we go. Number one. Number one. All right, here we go. Another visit to the Spears Lair. I hope you run out those James Bond flicks like you promised. Remember, Daly, no Crown Royal, no Crown Royal, no Crown Royal. What the? Hello there. Welcome to the St. Petersburg field office of the MI6. I'm... Lynn Holly Johnson? <laughs> Maybe in another movie. Here, I prefer to be called BB Doll. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to need some Crown Royal for this one. Why? Don't you like me? Um... Oh, James, you have a visitor. One with a really big head. Ah, yes. Daily, my old friend. Welcome back. Oh, Bonzi. Aren't you going to come back to bed and show me some new tricks? Everybody knows it builds muscle tone. Bonzi? Bonzi? No way, dude. You're not James Bond. James Bond doesn't live in a hovel in Tampa Bay. James Bond doesn't have a beer gut. James Bond doesn't have little Smokies cooking in a crock pot. Hello there, Bond. Q? Q standing in Spearsy's kitchen? Of course I'm here. Where else would I be? This isn't happening. Q is just running down the specs on some special gadget he invented for this week's show. Now pay attention, Bond. This is important. This looks like an ordinary Rubik's Cube, much like the others scattered around your shabby lair, as you call it. But it's no such thing. When you make this side entirely orange, out pops a twenty-two caliber pistol. And per your specifications, if you solve it entirely, it produces a bottle of wild turkey and plays your favorite romantic music. Oh, Bonzi, I love this song. I'm feeling all tingly inside again. 
Come play with me. Oh, all right. God, this is the worst day of my life. I'm sorry. Are you still here? Hey, Q, you know what? I've been the co-host of this damn show for three years. Don't give me any of your crap. You know, Bond, if your friend Mr. Daly had any less hair on his legs, he could be a body double for Miss Moneypenny. Good one, Q. Hey, Daly, you want to check out the cube? Hey, what's this button for? Don't touch that. Mmm, now you're talking, Bonzi. <laughs> ah, screw it. Hey, Q, you want to get drunk? Grow up, Daly. The James Bond skit from episode 149, November 8th, 2008. Yeah, you got to put this number one. Uh, great performance by uh, Peter Kofsky. Is he still around? Oh, is that who Q was? Q is David Peter Kofsky. Okay. For those who don't know, Peter Kofsky, we would just call him Peter Kofsky. Peter Kofsky was the uh, listener of the show who provides the opening credits every week. That's his voice you're hearing. And he assembled all those little – we had like 17 versions of the opening credits. And he did those, and then he sat down, and um, he and I worked together on this skit. And he provided, he did all the sound effects of that little of Q playing with the little Rubik's cube. And the hardest part of this skit was um, Peter Kofsky. We we did not have a final script at, at any point. So what he did is he sat down and he just recorded like twenty or thirty random lines, and then I took those lines and worked them into the script later. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's great. It's it's so seamless. And we had Lauren Clark as um or the Holly Lynn Johnson. Yeah, Lynn Holly Johnson. Lynn or, Holly Johnson, right. AKA BB Doll. Um all of her lines were exact lines from her character in nineteen eighty one's Fear Eyes Only. I don't know if anyone caught on to that. I did I didn't even know that. I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah, I caught on to that. But um but the best part, I mean this is this was recorded I think two or three weeks after we had done the infamous Halloween audio commentary. So, <laughs> so all of Daly's references to Crown Royal are from that, that he had drank too much. Lonnie! Lonnie! <laughs> so that's why it's like, no, no too much you know, Crown Royal this time around. But, uh, I mean, but, he, but your little rant was totally improv. You know, James Bond doesn't have a beer gut. <laughs> James Bond doesn't have little Smokies. But, but it's always the um, Spearsy in a level of power, in a position of power. And me, like, incredulous. Yeah, that's exactly is, the word I was going to use. Is which is basically like life, which is the crap I had to deal with all the time. So <laughs> skits, skits imitated life. So, oh, uh, there you go. Nice. Uh, I, just, it, I just thought it was funnier that way. Just think if, if we had learned a valuable lesson about ourselves, it would have been like an episode of The Cosby Show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fat Albert, I should say. Fat Albert. You know what else we could learn something from today? No! No! One, two, three. The Seggies. I'm the mystical refrain of reader mailbag, and as is tradition from the old days, I've asked Sean to read uh, today's two letters. Two letters? Look at this. Yes, we have Dave Bird, and it looks like Kim in York, PA. I've been in York, PA, and I know a Kim in York, PA. It might be the same person. Yeah, it's weird to be back in the Seggies again. Uh, but it's a delight and a, and a pleasure and an honor to be reading Reader Ballbag. Here we go. First letter, Spearsy, Brad in L.A., Marty, you, and anyone else associated with the show who happens to be hanging around. 
what in the Sam hell is that all about? I swear to God, that's how it came across. Jesus. I didn't change a thing. Marty, you? He's had like four shows. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dave Dirt, you cut Sean Dave, Dave Dirt. Dirt can suck it. All right, sorry about that, Dave Dirt. I was a little angry. Hey, fine people, but not Sean, obviously, because I only did 250 shows. Hey, fine people, I'm so happy that you're up to episode 300. Holy cats! Is that like a new catchphrase? It's about your podcast. Yeah, screw it. A, screw you. Yeah, screw yeah, you, yeah, Spears. Yeah, you know what? Let me out, yeah, Mix. Get it right. Uh, like I stated earlier, I discovered the podcast around April or May this year. I went back a few episodes, then went back to episode one, and listened through every one of them. Man, did I enjoy the ride. I really did feel like I knew you guys. What happened through several years for you, I experienced in the span of a couple of months. It became very personal for me. Not Kathy Bates, I'm your biggest fan personal, but I felt very much a part of your world. Here we go, Dave Dirt, finally getting around to it. Since I did enjoy the Daily Era so much, I hope that's not like the Shemp Era. The Daily Era? I hope I'm at least Curly, not Curly Joe. Since I did enjoy the Daily Era so much, I just really love the back and forth between Daily and Spiracy, both the good and bad. I'm really hoping you'll be able to have him on for this monumental podcast. Spiracy, you sly son of a bitch. You knew what I was walking into. Although I realize it may not be feasible with his newfound glory on the boob tube. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, before I forget, there have been several of the Name That A's tune sound bites that have been beyond me as I grew up in Podunksville in southwest Missouri and wasn't exposed to much of the Euro trash that she seemed to love so much <laughs> until college and even then not so much. I've gotten around, uh, about 65 to 70% of them right. This week, however, I do know that the tune was Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. So there, thanks for the lob. You guys all rock so much. I know firsthand how much it takes to produce podcasts like these, so I appreciate your work even more. Keep up the fantastic work, and I surely will remain here with you, stuck in the 80s. Oh, that's nice. Brad, Brad Williams for president, Dave Dirt. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And he finally got around to me. Sean Dacey. Sean Dacey. He even spelled your name right. I know. What is it like when he, he, like, so we had, was it three years that he experienced in a span of a couple of months? But seriously, isn't there a movie where someone takes too much, like some sort of adrenaline tab, or they have some sort of, they open up their brain 100%? And they, is that like scanners? Scanners, like your, your mind explodes too much daily and spearsy in a short amount of time? That, it would be a hell of a ride. I don't know if yeah, I'd want to do it that quick. I'd want to, like, space it out a little bit more than that. Well, but, yeah. but binge watching is the new normal, you know? Yeah, that is true. Everyone says that. That's true. That's true. Okay, letter number two. Spearsy and Brad and no one else. So that's not a very nice way to start. Uh, yay! Suck in the 80s made it to 300 episodes. I was worried the podcast wouldn't last when Steve moved to Orlando. Luckily, Brad Williams stepped in to help, and the 80s love fest lives on. I've enjoyed the stories, the skits, the drama, and the interviews. As you record the 300th episode, remember what we learned from the 80s. The world is full of guys. Be a man. Don't be a guy. Spears, are you going to tell us which movie each of these is from? Uh, number one is from Say Anything. Right. Always ask for pink bubblegum. That one I'm not so sure about. Unclear. Singing, singing and dancing around the house in your underwear doesn't make you Madonna. Never will. It's a working, girl. working girl. When they attack the car, save the radio. Valley girl. Valley girl. 
When someone asks if you are a god, say yes. Ghostbusters. Right. Not many girls in contemporary American society today would give their underwear to help a geek. That's easy. Sixteen candles. Yeah, guys, chime in. Sixteen candles. People on lewds should not drive. Ah, Fast Times Ridgemont High. Yeah, never feed a mogwai after midnight. Gremlins. Right. Right. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Oh, I'm sorry. That's out of bounds. That is not an 80s movie. You are dead on balls accurate, Brad. Minus Uh, 20 cool points. Yeah, and life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller, uh, of course. That's in the Sean Daly story, isn't it? <laughs> yippee ki mother bleeper. Forever stuck in the 80s. Kim and York, PA. It's not the years, it's the mileage. From Indiana Jones, finally. Or from Where's the Lost Ark. Uh, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Good advice. As always, send your emails to sit80s at gmail.com. Or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com or Steve in the 80s at gmail.com. We'll be right back after this commercial break. This is Speak and Spell. It teaches kids to spell. This is Coleco's Talking Teacher. It also teaches kids to spell. This one's been around for a long time and it speaks. Oh, try again. Talking Teacher speaks too. And so clearly. The first letter of yes. Talking Teacher also helps your child learn math. Math? Yes, math and spelling, all at a surprisingly low price. When you make a better learning toy, it speaks for itself. Talking teacher. Excellent. few minutes left of Sean Daly's time. So let's talk about any other favorite memories from the first 300 shows or any I shows. Am, you know what I'm most proud about is that my, that we managed to get through all 50 states. We did Rhode Island in the 80s. We did uh, North Dakota. And thanks, so thanks for that, Steve. My dream was achieved. Now, actually, how many do we, do we do? One? Was it Ohio in the 80s? One. Was it Ohio? Was there even yeah, was, one? There was one, Ohio, yeah. It was amazing, and people hated it. It was my dream. It had a good skit. Actually, it didn't have a good skit. I listened to it, and I thought about putting it on the list, and I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, what was that's a good question. What didn't? What was almost there? What was like 11 and 12 on the skit list? Um, the phone cast that Brad and I did on New Year's Eve. That really made people angry. It really did get people mad. Why? What did you guys do? I think they were expecting an hour show, and we did like a we basically faked a phone call. Where I'm sorry, we didn't fake it. We actually did talk on the phone. Um, where we did like a wrap up of the year. Like Steve called me at midnight Orlando time, and I was sitting down to dinner, and then I called him at midnight my time, and he was asleep. And you know, that's cute. Yeah, I thought it was good. And so our idea was to do these phone casts from time to time, 
when we just had enough information for like just one. Like it would be like our answer to 80s news like now. Like if we had a single 80s news now segment we needed to talk about. And uh, people people really did not like <laughs> People were angry. Much anger in 80s Nation. We haven't done one since. Yeah. But I, I liked it. I mean, uh, what else did we not almost make? Spring break in the 80s almost made the list. Um, oh, you know, Ohio. Um, what else? <laughs> what do you guys have coming up? Why don't you plug some stuff? What's your next show? What are you doing? I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get an interview with Eddie Money. Holy crap! He's so busy. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, what else? I, I know we want to do the Beatles in the '80s. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh my God! Did we never do it? We were talking about that. Yeah, we, and we were gonna. We were gonna break it up. You could do. You could do a full hour on Harrison, yeah. McCartney. You know, Lennon had what two. And we'll do a phone cast on Ringo. <laughs> That's the best. So, Harry, how do you feel, my friend? How do you how do you feel here and your uh, your old lover across from you? Uh, it's weird. Is it, is it all coming back to you now? It's all coming back, come back to me now. Sing, sing. Oh, Sean, you haven't lost any range. I know. I can still go up and hit the high notes. You know. You know. It's funny. I I hated standout ballet true when I was doing the show and yet now I have a soft spot for it because it reminds me of you Aww. <laughs> it was a nice punchline it was always a good punchline to use yeah it was an easy go and I, was gen- I was genuinely angry uh, I, I would get very angry by that yeah we used to have somebody who had the Natalie Diffenball punchline Oh yeah, Natalie Diffenbaugh. No, we we had our, we had our, we had some fun times, and hopefully the fun times aren't going to end. And now that we figured out how to get you on the show, maybe we'll talk you into coming on more often. Don't you know what? Let's make sure it's it's, it's as pure as this show was. Let's make sure it's as A grade and A plus plus filet mignon as this show we just recorded. I love you, Steve. I love you, Brad. You guys are the best. Congrats! And here's to three hundred more. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. In the meantime, Brad in L.A., Sean Daly in St. Petersburg, and myself here in Disneyland will remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. This is stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Oh, sorry. It wouldn't be uh, stuck in the if I wasn't interrupting you rudely.